Hi guys, it's David again. Uh, another update from the Los Angeles Film Festival. And again, another update that's not actually from the Los Angeles Film Festival, but from my car. Um, and this one will be a little shorter than the last one because I, I kind of burned myself out, I think. <laughs> uh, cramming uh, that many movies into, into like three days. Um, so I saw a little bit less um, over the past few days. And uh, I'll do another one of these. And again, the the podcast is um, of of these is mostly. Uh, I want you guys to go to the website and read the uh, my uh, my pieces that are longer, more thoughtful write ups of the things I'm going to talk about. But uh, real quick, I will go into um, uh, a couple films that I liked that I saw the last couple days, and uh, one that I didn't. And I will uh, start. I'll start positive, um, and this one is definitely a good heads up for you guys, especially if you have HBO or if you know someone who does, um, because this documentary will be playing this summer on HBO. It's called First Cousin Once Removed. Um, it's not a happy, fun popcorn time at the movies. It's um, it, it's a, it's about Alzheimer's. It's specifically about one guy with Alzheimer's, Um whose relation to the director you'll never guess in a thousand years um but uh it, it's it it's it's it serves as a biopic of this individual person um as well uh who had a really interesting life but also it becomes all the more sadder all the more sad you know when you consider that he doesn't remember any of these things that he did and then you get into some sort of existential philosophical questions about, uh, you know, who is he, what is his identity if he doesn't remember the life that made him who he was. Uh, anyway, it's it's really, uh, really fascinating and, and tough to watch stuff. And again, that's called First Cousin Once Removed. And again, that will be on um, on HBO this summer. Uh, another film I liked, uh, I mentioned in the last episode that there's a, se- a section of the uh, programming at the film festival called Retro, and that I had seen Fellini's Omricord. Well, they also showed a uh, Jean-Pierre Melville movie um, called Two Men in Manhattan from 1958, which is the only movie that um, that Melville made in... America, although it's not an American movie, it's still almost entirely in French. There are some American actors, and these actors with heavy quotation marks. The Americans in the movie are pretty, pretty terrible performers, um, uh, roundly across the board. Uh, but it, the it, it is what the title says. It's two men in Manhattan. It takes place over the course of the night when two journalists are searching for the missing French ambassador to the United Nations. Um, and it's just sort of this kind of like cool CD crawl through uh, through New York City at night in 1958, and and all the uh, exteriors were actually shot in in New York City. And you see some uh, I don't know, you see the Time and Life Building, and and uh, there's some other places that go to Brooklyn at one point. That's interesting. Uh, it, and it has it just has a really cool. It's pretty corny. Some of the, some of the music again, the bad acting from the Americans in the cast. Uh, that's all all pretty corny, but 
it's it has a really cool vibe to it where you can see that Melville just sort of wanted to capture his sort of romanticized idea of a, of a time and place. Um, and it, it does make you want to go to 1958 Manhattan. Uh, and then finally I'll wrap up here um, by talking about a film I saw that I didn't care much for. I didn't hate it across the board, um, but it wasn't successful for me. It's it's called The House That Jack Built, and it's about a um, young uh, Latino drug dealer in New York City, a young man, not not a kid. Um, He's a young man, and he uh, has used his success in the field of drug dealing to... um, purchase an apartment building into which he has moved his entire extended family his parents have a have a um an apartment his brother and his wife his 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 sister he's got cousins he's got his abuela he's got all sorts of people that are related to him living in this building and then there are also some tenants in the building and that makes for some funny scenes because uh you know the the stairwell is essentially a common space in this building uh anyway the the lead the lead performance the guy who plays Jack whose name is um uh no I don't have it in front of me because I'm driving I think it's uh EJ Bonilla something Bonilla uh, he's fantastic he really does capture um the film or the um he, he takes control of the film the way that this character is supposed to he's a very charismatic uh, young man uh, and, and for a lot of the, you know, the movie starts off a little shaky, but once I got into the rhythms of it, I was really enjoying it because it has this naturalistic feel to it, uh, in large part thanks to Mr. Bonilla and his performance. But as it goes on, the sort of the fact that he's a drug dealer means that you sort of have to get into some cliched melodrama um, and, you know, characters turn into plot devices or, uh, or, or, or shortcuts uh, to get characters, other characters, to different places, it's uh, it, it's a movie that really I think earns your trust and then lets you down a little bit. So that's my warning for the house that Jack built. Be be careful um, going in because it 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 might hurt you. So uh, anyway, there's um, more extensive extended uh, write-ups um, of, of these and, and other films at battleshippretension.com and I'll be, I should be doing at least one more of these podcasts. Again, I won't be seeing quite as many films as I did for the first one because I really overdid it but um, that's, uh, that's what's going on. So um, I'll talk to you in a few days. Bye.